Welcome to the Root Cause Revolution podcast with functional and integrative nurse nutritionist and energy medicine practitioner, Audrey Christie. Hey friend, thanks for tuning in. Today is our very first Energy Medicine Monday. This is something new that we are implementing in season six. So I hope that you find it extremely useful. Um, you know, I did a poll recently um, towards the end of last season about whether or not you wanted to hear more about the energy medicine side of my practice and how that can help you heal. And I got a resounding yes. Um, so today we're going to start with our Energy Medicine Monday with stress response. Welcome, if this is your first time listening, I'm your host, Audrey. I'm a functional integrative practitioner. I'm an energy medicine practitioner, and I help you heal. I help you heal from the roots up and the inside out, rebalance your body so that you are no longer suffering from those symptoms that won't go away, that weight you just can't get rid of, that autoimmune disease, etc. <laughs> so I'm going to ask you the question that I already know the answer to. Do you feel stress? <laughs> we all do, right? Um, but you know, the kind where it might lead you to having a pounding headache, or maybe you can't sleep, or maybe you wake up in the middle of the night. Maybe it causes you to be anxious or irritable. And sometimes this can be a really familiar scenario. I know that I can get stressed to the point of being irritable, right? Can't we all? But um, you're not alone, right? It happens to me. It happens to millions and billions of people all over the globe every single day. Now, sometimes we experience this stress in bursts, right? And sometimes we experience this stress every day, all day, right? And this is referred to as stress overload. Now, you might be thinking, Audrey, this isn't a new topic, right? Um, And you're right. Stress has been around since the beginning of time. And I've talked about it in a number of seasons. I think it was episode 75 and 94 on this podcast, right? Um, It's been a long, it's been around a long time. And it's not always a bad thing. Just like inflammation isn't always a bad thing. Stress can serve a purpose. Um, But we're at a point in society where stress for most people, isn't serving a purpose other than to drain us physically and energetically and lead us to be more sick. Now, luckily, Western medicine has made it so that acute illness is not typically a a threat to our lives, typically. Um, And I've had it said to me recently, but on more than one occasion, that I obviously don't believe that modern medicine has any value. And that is it couldn't be farther from the truth, right? Modern medicine is extremely valuable for acute issues, for broken bones, for serious bacterial infections, for heart attacks and strokes, meaning the emergent care of those things, but not the long-term prevention or prevention of recurrence of those things. Um, there's no arguing the brilliance of modern medicine in these particular areas. But where we are now collectively as a human race is that chronic illness is our biggest threat. It's our biggest threat to our health and our healthcare system. But I digress. The majority of people um, that I work with one-on-one that are in the Root Cause Revolution membership, that uh, are in the wellness circle, which is the free private Facebook group, or that I communicate audience-wise, that communicate with audience-wise, have struggled with some type of chronic illness as a part of their health journey. Sometimes that's an autoimmune disease. Sometimes it's a mental health issue. Sometimes it's an eating disorder. It's weight that just won't go away. Sometimes it's something like um, diabetes or cancer or another big scary illness, right? When we get sick, we usually want to know why. 
With chronic illness, though, um, oftentimes modern medicine will tell us that there is no why, or that maybe the why is either too complicated to figure out, or it's just not worth figuring it out, right? Because we can mask it with this medicine. Now, that's not entirely wrong. It's true that there usually isn't a single reason, a single root cause. It's a collection of causes, as I like to say, a tree with many roots. Um, And one of those roots is what we're talking about today in stress, particularly fight, flight, and freeze response. Now, you'd be surprised to know just how big of a role this plays in setting the stage for chronic illness to develop and to persist or stick around for a bit. Now, you might be familiar with the fight or flight response. We've talked about it. It's the body's natural response to anything that it perceives as a threat. I usually use the bear reaction, right? You're walking in the woods, you see a bear, your body goes into fight or flight response. If you have the enough energy power reserves to fight the bear, you stay and fight. If you have enough energy power and reserves to flee the bear, you flee or flight. Um, And both of these things create a biological response, right? And this response was absolutely crucial for human survival, particularly in the days of early humans, right? This biological response starts a cascade of hormones, particularly cortisol, but there's a lot more involved there. Um, And it diverts resources internally inside your human suit away from non-essential activities like digestion and pushes them towards essential activities like muscles being able to fire and blood circulating through your body so that you can run or fight. Now, there is a third response that um, that's not often talked about, and that's freeze. I mean, you might hear it said with fight, flight, or freeze. But when you encounter a stressor in your, in your immediate environment, the body chooses to fight or flee, like I said, depending on resources. Um, If your body doesn't have the resources to fight or flee, then the freeze response is what happens. And that is a stress coping mechanism. Now, the freeze response is actually elevated above fight or flight. Okay, so if you were looking at these on a staircase of volume or amount or disparity on the body in stress response, it would go fight at the bottom, flight in the middle, freeze at the way, way top. This is like red line. Everything's about to blow is where freeze lives. Now, the freeze response is a type of self paralysis, if you will. It's uh, a way of disassociating from what's happening right now so that you can survive. Um, you might have heard of it as, you know, a way to block out the pain, even if you must experience it, not to get too gruesome, but say somebody loses a limb, they might not remember um, losing that limb all the way up until they wake up in the hospital post-surgery because the body has gone into freeze mode, right? It's a way to block out the pain and allow you, your psyche, your energy to survive the experience. Um, It's a really common occurrence, like I said, in highly, highly traumatic situations. So what the heck does that have to do with modern life and chronic illness and energy and all of that? We're getting there, I promise. (laughs) So situations where our bodies feel like our survival is threatened are very different now than they were in early human times, right? But because of evolution, they still 
create the same biological response, the same nervous system response. So situations that feel threatening now could be something like rejection, could be disappointing your loved ones, could be being ridiculed or teased at school or online or at work, uh, feeling unloved or feeling abandoned. So connecting the dots between that and the symptoms that you might be experiencing now When traumatic events happen, especially at a young age, right, we're especially vulnerable to trapping those traumatic events in our bodies. Adults are a little bit better, right? Adults can can navigate this a little bit better. But oftentimes, these roots of these chronic illnesses happen from traumatic incidences as children. And they may not even been like hugely traumatic. Like if you look back at it now, it could even be something you go, God, that was so stupid, right? But when these traumatic events happen at a young age, we're vulnerable to trapping that in our bodies. So if you think about biological and psychological needs, children have to be part of a family to survive, right? Because they can't fend for themselves. This is why feeling unloved, unwanted, rejected, or abandoned is experienced in a child's body as a very serious threat to survival. And it ends up taking a huge toll on their health. So for kids, these threatening experiences are more likely to ignite the freeze response, right? More likely than adults, because it allows kids to dissociate from an event that feels too big to handle. Now, that response is very, very helpful for survival, right? But when it sticks with you through adulthood, the body can enter this kind of weird state of being off and on, all at once. And so you're, you're in that freeze mode, your nervous system is in that freeze mode with no foreseeable end, and it can start to shut things down. So energetically, that traumatic event gets stuck long term. So when your freeze response was never able to thaw out from childhood, you can actually move through life stuck in that heightened sympathetic fight or flight, or even freeze state. This can lead to things like phobias, panic attacks, depression, anxiety, um, lots of mental health issues, but it also leads to physical health issues. When the sympathetic state is activated for anything more than short-term boosts, then you you end up with physical health conditions because our bodies are meant to be in that rest and digest state in order to prop to properly function. That's called the parasympathetic state. This is the state where our immune system is strong, our reproduction capabilities are working, our body is evenly distributed, our digestion is running properly, the body can build and repair. But when you're in that sympathetic fight, flight, or that elevated freeze, your immune system is lowered, your digestion is inhibited, it doesn't work right. Your body says, heck no, we're not reproducing. It's dangerous out there. Um, Cellular repair is put on the back burner so you start to age much faster. Uh, The body puts all of these systems on pause so that all of the energy can be put into handling or masking that stressor. Okay? And this sets the stage for chronic illness to develop, especially since the immune system is so very suppressed. There was a study called the Adverse Childhood Experiences Study, and it's been really, really important in understanding that most critical illnesses, including the big scary ones, cancer, heart disease, anxiety, depression, um, 
are rooted in chronic stress reactions that continue to fire years and years after an adverse childhood event. Now, when we tend to think of traumatic childhood experiences, you have to think broadly because a lot of times my one-on-one clients will come to me and they'll say, well, Audrey, I've had a great childhood. Nothing happened to me, right? But adverse experiences don't only include major or severe traumas. They include anything that can make you as a child feel rejected, lonely, abandoned, scared, unloved. It could be physical violence. It could be emotional neglect. It could be losing a family member. It could be some major medical or health issue. It could be having too many adult responsibilities at a young age. It could be being bullied at school or feeling left out. It could be the monster under the bed. I had a monster under the bed, and I'm not saying this caused a freeze response, but I used to run and jump from my hallway, from the the frame of my door. I'd run down the hallway from the frame of my door, jump into my bed because I was afraid into an embarrassingly older age that something would reach out from under the bed and grab me. Okay. Um, it could be a mean doctor. It could be a clown. It could be a terrible experience at camp. The body, it, it, it responds to all of these experiences in the same way, particularly in childhood. And so the more of these that a child experiences, the high, the higher likelihood it is that a kiddo gets trapped in that freeze response. And then what happens? Then you're, then you're where you are now as an adult with a chronic illness or chronic symptoms, right? Depression, fatigue, sluggishness, poor digestion, weight gain, compromised immune system, autoimmune disease, all of those things. And so it's really important to understand where these trapped emotions come from, because we have to go down in order to heal them, we have to go down and find them. You have to go down and unfreeze them for lack of a better way to explain it. So what do we do about that? So one thing I want you to do is during this episode, have you noticed that this discussion, this information has brought up memories for you? Even if those moments felt insignificant at the time, if they weren't important at the time, if if any of this information is bringing up these memories from you for you, then write those memories down before you forget, because you have something to clear there energetically that is affecting the way your human suit feels physically right now. What we resist persists. So if you have resisted fear or anxiety or whatever it is, you will stay in that state. Uh, You can't heal. If we risk anxiety, we, if we resist anxiety, excuse me, we stay anxious. So Now, as an adult, it's important to go back and welcome and feel those emotions and release them. Okay. So, what that means is identifying the trigger of your freeze response. And if you came up with some memories bubbled up during this episode, then pinpointing those are definitely. Uh, that's definitely a good starting point to identify initial triggers of your freeze freeze response. Um, Another example of this might be uh, somebody who was told repetitively, uh, aggressively as a child that kids are to be seen and not heard. And now you have thyroid issues. Okay, that's that's that same energetic level, right? So ways to do this, energy healing, energy therapy, brain rewiring are all really important steps, reducing stress, all of those things are really, really important steps in healing your body now. So what I want you to do to start this first episode of Energy Medicine Monday, and they all won't be this in depth and (laughs) this heavy, um, is to take your first two fingers on your right hand and tap your throat just in the middle. Just say, I'm willing to release. I'm willing to release. I'm willing to release over and over. 
Um, you can do this while you're driving a car. You can do this before or after meditation. You can do this anytime, anytime that you want to begin to work to release these old freeze, maybe even fight or flight, but these old sympathetic nervous system responses. Thank you so much for tuning in to our first Energy Medicine Monday. I'll put any show notes on audreychristie.com forward slash 190. As always, if you think this could help somebody, feel free to share it. We love to get the word out. Um, And our next episode will be episode 191. And what vitamins should you be taking? Followed by episode 192, which will be our very first Ask Audrey episode. If you have questions that you want answered on air, even if you want them answered anonymously, feel free to reach out at audreychristie.com forward slash question and submit that question in the form and we'll get it answered on an Ask Audrey episode. As always, friends, I am rooting for you. See you next time. Thank you for listening to the Root Cause Revolution podcast. Be sure and subscribe on your favorite podcast provider. Ratings and reviews are always appreciated.